Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All right, everyone, we are rocking. It is December 6, 2016. If you're listening to live, thank you for joining us here on Cranberry.fm. This is Chris Boggs. I'm the founder of Web Traffic Advisors. And I'm joined by the ever hardworking Frank Watson, who I'm looking forward to see in a couple weeks in the in the city, or next week actually. That'll probably yeah. Happen. There you go. We can uh, go on a gallivant through uh, Manhattan. And, That's right. Uh, with some fellow uh, SEOs. Yes, at least hopefully Todd Stunt Double Malicote, among others. And um, we've got about three to four episodes left, I think, this year. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's winding down. And um, I think that w- we've got in the works uh, for the next couple of episodes. Uh, chances are we'll do one on the 20th and maybe we'll take the 27th off and come back on the 3rd. But we'll talk about that. Check us out at, uh, at uh, iTunes and iHeartRadio and also on Facebook and Twitter. But thanks for being here. And we've got a great lineup of content today, I'd like to say, since I happen to for once curate it. Uh, but Frank has reviewed it and blessed it. And we're going to get right into <laughs> sort of three different content sections. Uh, first, uh, second, and third. Uh, there'll be breaks in between them. But first, we'll talk about content, then links, and then tech and analytics. So kicking off content. There's a little bit of a techie kind of a content topic, which is Google's machine learning algorithm uh, now writes featured snippets descriptions. So this is published at Search Engine Land on November 29th by Barry Schwartz. And there's a Wired article that's cited, which um, where basically Google just quote unquote went live uh, on their desktop with what they call a sentence compression algorithm. So if you go do a search at Google, I did a couple. Uh, I got to why does ice form on bridges first uh, as being one. Uh, I'm about to get my winter tires installed just in the nick of time. Uh, But you'll see a good example of some bolded keywords within this featured snippet, uh, which also is not kind of surrounded by any other noise such as ads or local. And um, it uh, what it's done is it's taken the content from this page from Wonderopolis in this case that I'm seeing and it's condensed it in a format that will be good for not only desktop search, but Frank, what have we been talking about a lot recently? Audio. Audio, <laughs> that's right. So when you got your Google guy, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And and this is really interesting because th- I think there's a lot of overlay here with the way that Google is starting to you know, go through the content on other websites. Uh, maybe it's because they have been hearing a lot of people moaning about, you know, complete scraping and, um, you know, what they're now doing in the, the article over at Wired that where they discuss this is they talk about gold and silver mining of content. And uh-huh. it's, it's really, you know, the gold is what their people are actually going through reading and creating information for and adding it to a database. And then the silver is the way that they are uh, 
scraping, or I don't think that's quite the word they're using, but mining uh, information from news sites and things like that. And uh, so it's interesting. It's funny. They've got it aligns with EAT, you know, and, and, and the expertise, authoritative trustworthiness. And it's in a way, I think, parallel, but it, uh, certainly um, is aligned in a way that it, that could be condensed and processed by a machine, right? I think that, um, you know, the the other part of that quote, and I, uh, I think that's fascinating, the gold and silver part, but the fact that they used old news stories where machines start to see how headline service short summaries of the longer articles that follow, right? So we're on a zero rock stars here. Uh, you know, it, there's been over the last couple of years, I think a kind of a, uh, stri uh, a striving with some SEOs and some companies to get to the top and, and to get some of these featured snippets for some results. So uh, you should certainly take a look at the Wired article that uh, this article mentions and uh, dig into it and see what other uh, little tidbits of information you can find out about the 100 PhD linguists. Frank, anything else on that? Uh, yeah, the, I mean, well, if you're going to really go down and, and try to get some good information about this, there's a site that Google put up, it's an open source thing called tensorflow.org nice. that uh, has a lot more information. And I believe a lot of this stuff that they're doing is also uh, using schema. Yeah, they're, they're needing that classification to be able to pull the information from, for the machine learning abilities. So, you know, obviously the importance of now adding schema to your website if you want to get pulled into, you know, rich snippets and answer boxes and the knowledge graph and all that sort of thing, it's definitely becoming more and more important to be aware of what schema is and how it can be used to qualify the information you put on websites. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, my, uh, you know, when you talk about intent and how that's going to map to this, you know, I, I felt and in, in when I wanted to type it, that I wanted to type, why does ice form on bridges first? And it looks like most of the number one results says, uh, lead with why do bridges ice before the rest of the highway? So what that's showing is that, first of all, the keyword research probably shows that people, more people search why do bridges ice, uh, I, I would guess, <laughs> based on the top two here. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think that that comes into play as well because... It really, uh, it, we're leading away from sort of a, a core keyword and volume-based type of, uh, um, you know, goals and, and leading titles and stuff like that, right? Because with my term, why do why does ice form on bridges first? I'm sure there's, yeah, in fact, Quora has a, a topic that's number five for that, and it's underneath all these other ones that lead with why do bridges ice? And then the one that's why do bridges freeze is the one that's used, which, by the way, uh, is number two. Um, I saw an interesting webinar earlier on uh, with Larry Kim over Conductor doing a webinar, and he showed an example where one of his ones from WordStream was actually number 10 ranking, uh, but he showed that it was a high click-through rate that page got at number 10, and he feels that that's one of the reasons that it got the treatment of being the, the featured snippet, as well as number 10. So uh, a lot of different moving pieces here, you know, Frank? Yeah, no, no, exactly, and and that's the, the, it's getting rather technical. You know, there's a lot of different moving parts to being a good SEO, and I think as we move into more of the mobile and the audio and and Google with its machine learning, we really need to uh, 
delve more into that technical stuff. So, you know, that's part of what we're trying to give to the yeah. listeners to be aware so, of, you know, looking for that sort of stuff. Well, let's let's not get anyone put to sleep on technical because we're going <laughs> to do that in the last section. And in fact, let's use a nice four letter word to wake everyone up. And that's porn. Um, so <laughs> we've got at Search Engine Roundtable an article today. Google returns porn for the term sexy black mom but not when you search sexy white mom. And in fact, of, as any searcher, a uh, search consultant or anyone that would read this article would probably do, I went to an incognito window and did the searches earlier today and was pretty shocked, in fact, into what I saw uh, that popped back for sexy black mom versus not, uh, sexy white mom. Now, um, as you pointed out, Frank, when we got on for this call, when we're recording it, it's, it's since updated. But what, what was the deal, Frank? I think that, you know, obviously um, there was just, for whatever reason, you know, the way that things were tagged. It, it, what's really interesting is the conversation below Barry's article where people talk about it and, you know, that type of thing. Brian Jones' uh, comment on it, it, Google being a mirror, I think, is certainly, um, you know, something that's, uh, that's worth talking about as well, you know, because uh, it, it's got to be one of the reasons, right? I mean, it's not just that Google and someone at Google's evil and they want to return pornographic pictures for that search when you include the word black instead of white as the modifier, right? Yeah, and if you look at the way it is now, it, it's rather interesting because if you do, a do these two searches, they've updated it to where they're both rather more... Yes, innocent. much more equal. <laughs> and... and but even if you look at the two, when you do the search for sexy black mom, you'll see that there are a large number of actual white women in amongst that. Because yeah. if you go and look at the pages, it's the way that black the content's dress. written. Jennifer Garner happens to be the second one, and she's in a black dress. And it, 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 if you go and look at the page, it's a page that uses the headline that says that she's gone from the mom jeans to a sexy black dress. So, I mean, it has all of the words in the title. And so let's figure out them also Frank, in the URL. That's a very astute thing that you pointed out when we were talking earlier. So, you know, for SEOs out there that are wondering why, you know, so if Google can How just rank the switch, images. right? Yeah. And Google could just flip a switch on this particular search, right? So we have to assume a that uh, you know, this is a filter applied to the search sexy black mom and then you, probably some other related searches that people are going to try to still get it to, you know, the bad stuff to pop up. Uh, but, you know, how, how do they do, you know, what did they, what exactly, which levers did they move to make it so that maybe black became, uh, you know, uh, more synonymous with dress or the shirt, uh, you know, or the lingerie. And, and as you mentioned, there's a number of non-African Americans that are now pictured that are wearing black articles of clothing, right? So they've done something to tweak it that I would love to know what it was, right? Because then I would, I would imagine, you know, and this is just me guessing, but I imagine that they most probably, um, change the filtering as far as putting more importance to the, uh, the title tag of the page, you know, the the H1 tag, and and possibly the URL versus the alt tag, you know, maybe prior that the alt tag was more important and or for some link. reason anchor text still, uh, yeah, 
And yeah, exactly. I mean, if you think so. about what that term and, and somebody pointed out in the comments that there is, this, you know, part of it is because it's a duck, it quacks like a duck. And a lot of times when people are searching for that, they are searching for porn, right? So um, it's an intent based kind of uh, return as well. You could argue if you're going to take racism out of the picture, which you should, right? Um, another search is a couple searches that I did was just to see sort of the difference. And, and Google has these intent problems, right? And what they map together with each other from a content perspective. And that's like uh, exotic car versus the term luxury sports car. You'll see if you type in exotic car, there's dozens of multiple subcategories that come at the top, ranging from Chevrolet, believe it or not, as the first one next to Lamborghini, Beamer, Ferrari, Mazda. Ford, uh, you got super fast and furious, and you got classic, blah, blah. You got Dubai, Miami, Las Vegas, Italian, German, Russian, a bunch of different uh, sort of categorizations. And then for luxury sports car, it's narrowed way down. Um, for sure, Chevy's no longer in there, which is surprising because you would think some of the American muscle could make it into a, a search like this. Uh, but, um, you know, then you've got two years, 2014 and 2015, which to me is, is kind of weird, uh, but it must indicate that, uh, again, the number of searches going on. So it, you see this all across, right? So if you're an SEO and that's doing image optimization, you have to understand, you know, is it consistent and, and what subcategories are there with sports cars and exotic cars, you have subcategories to benefit from. Uh, with searches like, you know, sexy black mom, Google hasn't created any subcategories for them. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I mean, it's, it, it was something that people brought to attention and it was something that should be addressed. And it was interesting that because it got a bunch of, uh, conversation going, Google reacted to it rather promptly and, and sorted it out. You know, they, again, they, you know, the, the sorting of anything is done predominantly through filters that are used and things like that. And obviously, occasionally the things throw up that shouldn't. And, you know, it's not until people bring it to the attention of Google that they go, oh, okay. And they go back and they apply the right filters or they create a filter to make sure that, you know, there's an equity and, and an accuracy, uh, not equity, but more accuracy in the results that they're giving. Yeah. So we got one more quick topic and then we'll go to break. Um, I know that uh, our our sponsors are dying to to give you their message, and we want to hear from them. So let's go to contentmarketinginstitute.com, which has a great article from Jonathan Franchel, uh, published December fourth, just a couple days ago. Uh, ten team, ten ways that content marketing and sales teams can work together. Uh, Frank, what did you think of this list? Uh, I, th I think it's a great sort of a team uh, effort in terms of the goal towards uh, getting more people to like your content. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It, it it does show the differences between the perspective that marketing people have and salespeople have a lot of the times. And without having the two parties meet and and discuss their their goals and things like that, and share that and and see how they look at their analytics and look at the the funnels and things like that, it, it's well worth reading. It, it's something that. I've been fortunate enough in a couple of companies that I've worked with that, that have had those type of meetings between sales and marketing so that messaging could be, you know, shared between the two so that terminologies, you know, what information from the sales team, if they're doing 
client calls and things like that of what they're asking for, how they're, how they're wording things. It gives you really good information to be able to then carry that over into the marketing arm and you know, SEO your content for the way that people are actually talking to right. the sales team, right? that type of you thing. You want to so, speak yeah, to your effective. audience, how your audience yep. speaks. And I think the one point about progressive profiling is worth checking out. Um, there's an article over at Iron Paper that is cited uh, called Progressive Profiling. And then, um, so don't forget to check that out at contentmarketinginstitute.com. And we are going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. So stay with us and we'll be right back on SEO Rockstars. You're listening to the SEO Rockstars, exclusively on webmetal.fm. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your facebook contest and sweepstakes create a fun easy to win contest by writing a simple facebook post watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction track your traffic and generate email lists with ease so social is mobile friendly and complies with facebook terms of service let so social give your facebook page some flash today zoom over to zosocial.com do you have cold hard cash burning a hole in your pocket let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Content for your ears. <laughs> And everything in between. Cranberry.fm. Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right, we're jamming, but we're never spamming. And we're certainly not giving to charity just to get a link. <laughs> um, so <laughs> according to the Search Engine Roundtable again, very reported this morning, December 6th, 2016, that Google, or in this case, John Mueller, uh, specifically through Twitter, said very, or I guess he's paraphrasing uh, John because he said it's just a paid link. Uh, somebody named Brett uh, something uh, went and, and, and asked John Mueller uh, about something which he asked uh, Brett, Brett O'Malley. Uh, basically, he, it trails back to some guy named Vijay Patel 
who is a growth hacker, and we should come back to that, I think. Um, and he does say, well, some may consider this a gray hat SEO approach. And, and frankly, I have often and I still recommend to clients that when they're talking about corporate social responsibility and giving, they should ask and see if there's a link included. I've never told clients, hey, let's go find places to give where you get a do follow link, right? And that's what this article kind of trails back to is that somebody published a list of where you can get, you can give money and get a do follow link. So uh, that's a paid link. I, th I think, you know, it's interesting. How does Google then, uh, you know, given the new real-time penguin, do they just discount that link basically if they now have that on their radar, Frank? What do you think? Yeah, I think what's going to happen is, and you know, that this has been a methodology for years, and and they even go into the article and talking or in the comments, you know, about uh, education how you do it for education sites as well. You you know, you make a donation to a university and they give you a link and EDU links are worth a lot more, blah, blah, blah. But I think theoretically yes, one yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I think that there's going to be a penguin filter against this. It's it's like a na 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 na, here's a list, you know, do the work for Google. Now, the interesting part about it is they almost, you know, if the charity, if the donation to charity, and what they're highlighting in, in this article and, and the list that gets done is a lot of casinos and, you know, shyster uh, loan places and things like that are using these to, to game the system. But, you know, if you've got someone that's making a donation and they do happen to be, you know, getting a link back, Google gives away grants for paid search to charities. You know, they, you can get $10,000 a month from AdWords if you're a registered charity. So, I mean, there, there are certain rewards. You know, I think there needs to be a filtering on the type of organizations that are getting those links. You know, I mean, like we were talking earlier, cars, you know, car companies give huge amounts of money to charity. And, you know, if a particular, you know, that link, I suppose to them, the bigger the company that does those, they're not gonna really care about the follow link. Whereas, the shysters do because they figure that, you know, Google gives a lot of respect yeah. to charities. And if someone links from there, you know, but how do you discount everyone? Because there may you know, be something that, you know, like to a veterans uh, website that, you know, is part of the charity. Or exactly. is, you know, that the charity supports and it happens to be in an article and it's due. Well, you follow. have to end up on They're a have a lot of work. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think uh, the other point that Rob Watts makes and I agree with is that this is a little short of outing people. Uh, you know, it's funny, um, you know, what he states. And, um, you know, you got to be careful when you, you do this kind of stuff. We recently had something happen where somebody apparently was using their access to uh, an organization that I belong to, uh, to publish blog posts and get, you know, sell links in those blog posts. So, uh, and then of course somebody posted publicly and it ticks off people and everything. So, um, uh, you know, I, it's, it's important that this stuff does come out because, you know, it's good to know that Google does have that opinion of those links, but I do agree with you that in most cases, most businesses don't even know who John Mueller is or, or care that Google might think badly uh, they're still going to want to link, right? Because they're just thinking in a traditional PR marketing uh, education sense, right? Is, yeah, hey, I'm exactly. giving money. I get, you know, a lot of people give money for that, right? 
Uh, some people prefer to give anonymously, and so be it. Uh, but typically, when you're giving with a business, uh, you know, it, something like that holds value. So we got to move yeah, along. I mean, you look at PBS, and you know, the PBS at the end of a PBS thing, that you get all, you know, this content was provided through the charitable donations of, and they list a lot of people. So yeah, pe certain people. You know, it's part of the brand. It's part of the recognition of foundations and things like that. But it is what it is. And let's move on to the next topic. Yep. So for the next topic, I really enjoy the cartoon that's used in the article over at Stone Temple Consulting, which we don't often talk about on SEO rock stars, but we probably should more often. Uh, they're great guys over there, uh, Eric and Mark. Uh, I know personally and, and, and consider them very smart SEOs. Um, Google Penguin 4.0, living with a kinder, gentler penguin. And it's a very nice uh, cartoon of a penguin being escorted into the Icy Acres Penguin Retirement Home. So, um, I, I, you know, we don't have enough time to give this article its full uh, what it deserves. There's a number of great um, uh, graphics in here that you could use actually if you wanted to. I'm sure that uh, as long as you cited Stone Temple, uh, you know, that uh, there's some there's some great examples in here that uh, who knows, I may end up citing Stone, Stone Temple in, in some conference presentation uh, going forward because, uh, but in, in a nutshell, Frank, what what are your thoughts? I know you probably haven't had a chance to digest this whole article yet either. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's one that I'll read a few times because it is, it is pretty thorough. But, you know, I mean, it, it goes into the fact that Penguin in the beginning was you know, beaten back and, and really hit hard on, on link processes. And now they're getting a little more skilled with what they're doing. And I think, you know, the, the fact that they're not just hitting them all the same way, that they're you know, adjusting link signal weights into the data flow and, and things like that. This is good. You know, it gives you a really good, thorough knowledge of the history of when major link, you know, penguin changes were made, what their intent was, and how they uh, how they've since worked it in permanently into the algorithm yeah. filtering. So one thing that I will call out too is just below the you know everyone likes to scroll down to the bottom to to get to the so what and there's a great so what section. There's a lot to talk about in that, but I'll hit on one part which is prudent bad links regularly. So I have heard talk and, and I've even, um, you know, s scaled back a little bit on my aggressiveness of prioritization of disavow creation uh, based on, you know, the idea that it's not going to hurt you as much anymore, that it'll just not count. Uh, however, um, there, you know, at least according to Stone Temple, you should still uh, prune your bad links regularly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, because I'm sure there'll be people that, um, in fact, go the opposite way, right? And they'll get more links, uh, knowing that they're paying for some that won't count, but they're paying for some that will, and that the ones that don't count are, are potentially toxic will only be so if they get caught in a situation with a manual penalty, which can by all means happen. And that was what the big discussion was. One of them at, at, at PubCon, I know. So, um, what do you think about that, uh, Frank? I mean, are the disavow um, processes and, and lists still something that you're going to plan on keeping up uh, for um, you know domains that you manage? Yeah, I mean, you def yes, you definitely have to because I mean, the difference there is when they first rolled out Penguin, you could dilute the impact because initially they were looking at the anchor text very heavily and you know the repetition of it. A lot of people had more say for you know 
little black dress more than their domain name, that type of thing, so that they could rank for that particular term, which showed obvious manipulation. Uh, and now just by watering that down was one way that you could sort of fight against getting caught in that. But I think now they've gone from looking specifically at the text links and looking at the sites that are actually sending the links and if they're sending a lot of them to different places. So that's how that they worked it into the algorithm that they can just dampen down the value from those sites as opposed to before finding it and going to the actual site that's getting them because there was that ability to do a certain amount of negative SEO and they wanted to counter that, you know, because I mean, if all that it takes is sending a lot of crappy links to a website then and getting it a manual penalty, then, hey, I don't have to buy links for myself to shoot up the rankings. I just buy a bunch for other places that are really bad and those sites go down and I pop up that way. So you've got to look at this and the article's really well done and you should prune your, yeah. your sites because it just shows you, you know, you're going to get a certain number coming to you. You should be aware of the potential of people playing the outside game. And, um, you know, it's always good to that way. It just adds to your own authority that the quality of your links is high. Whereas yeah. if you have a bunch of diluted ones, then your average quality score of, you know, which I'm just making this up as I'm talking, diluted, but you know what I mean? Cause you're There's, diluted. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like the fact that we use both versions of diluted there within 10 seconds of each other. Um, so good point, Frank. And let's move along to one more topic. I, I agree uh, with you, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Um, let's go to, uh, ironically, another um, citation I heard today from Larry Kim was of Brian Dean over at backlinko.com. Uh, he's over in Europe somewhere. And uh, he's talking about uh, a link building case study, how I increased my search traffic by 110% in 14 days, Brian Dean uh, at Backlinko. Uh, so it's a pretty cool, he calls it the skyscraper technique. Uh, and then he goes through a, a pretty, uh, he's got videos that basically describe each step. So for those of you that like videos, voila, you can also read through it. I think it does probably require the videos. I only read everything and I, there's a lot of actually interesting stuff like creating something and making a list, for example. Uh, instead of just doing a top seven, do like a top 150 or top 200. Uh, the yeah, first well, what's, for a breeze, that, you know, stuff like that. This I like one I've got problems with. Okay, I've go got ahead. some serious problems with this because, I mean, first off, anyone that says that he went through and wrote out the 200 elements of the Google algorithm, I call BS on. Yeah, that's just yeah. Okay. He used secondary In, research, probably. I would I would imagine. But you know, to to you know, that, it's the complete list. In and of it, it, it starts. It yeah, said exactly. so. It's been ever since oh, 2014. So, it's been the complete list. So come so on. So that's shaky in and of itself. And then, but the concept. It's got 886 likes on Facebook. Yep. Wow. 878 really? tweets. Oh, in that case, I've got to be wrong, wrong. right? <laughs> uh, anyway, how much did he pay for those? Uh, you know. All right, you so can okay, buy, so buy links for pennies. So okay, so what you're doing is you're saying we should take this advice with a grain of salt. However, that being said, I think yeah, that the is, general high-level idea. Plan. I mean, if is, this is, is your methodology good. of link building, where you create, you know, he's saying, okay, 
you take an article, someone's written something that's gotten really, you know, well-ranked and, and quality links from all over because it's got, you know, 20 elements that you should be uh, checking Just off. Just you don't, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. Well, that's what that's I'm what going I have through to say to you. Well, because what I'm game. saying, I agree with you. You can read this and you can say, I. he said he emailed all 160 of them using this template. I was searching for some articles about your topic. It came across this page. I've seen it and I've seen it work. Um, they they had uh, 17 links out of 160 emails, which is 11%. And if you think about the amount of links that you or requests like that that you might be sending. Now, granted, I'm not necessarily advocating that this is the way that you should build links, but I'm telling you and you have to agree that this is the way a lot of people do build links nowadays in SEO. Don't you agree? Yeah. But the, the, the interesting part about it is you've got to be, if you're going to do that sort of outreach to be able to, okay, here's someone, you know, that has links from real quality places because they like the, the content that was written originally. Now you're going to go and you're going to improve on it by adding a number of more elements or, or try to write a more detailed article and then reach out to those people. You know, it works. If you're going to do that, it works. But I've player. also remembered, I also remember <laughs> Matt Cutts getting a request for a link using the exact same methodology. All right. Listen, we got to... Uh, we got to yeah. drop, Frank. We're, we're going to save some time for our last uh, section. So let's hear one more okay. word from our sponsors. And we know that Pran uh, Frank Watson disagrees with the skyscraper technique. We'll be back to that maybe some other episode. Stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. We'll be right back. We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. 
Now, let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock Yeah, I almost got got by the guitar, as I used to do. I almost hit something. said, no. All right, we're off to the last segment of this week's episode, originally recorded on December 6, 2016. It is in Canada, the, I believe, uh, National Day for Women's Rights, I believe. So good on you, Canada, up there. Just saw that Jim Hedger had posted something on that. I'll have to identify that before the end. Uh, Bing and Google have increased their file size limit uh, for sitemap files. According, again, to uh, Barry Schwartz, but this time at the Search Engine Land, and on November 30th, just after last week's episode, the 50,000 URL limit has not changed, but now the file size can be up to 50 MB. So if you have some really uh, fugly URLs, I guess that helps you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As they say. Yeah. Extra long so, URLs, such as alternate language, image URLs, ETC. So that's interesting. You know, it would well, it gives you the ability to put a lot of them together. Textile or something like that, if they're having, you know, I think yeah. it's interesting. No, I agree. Well, I mean, I guess it is a text file, though. It's not a. It's not an Excel. Hmm, that's interesting that it would be still that many um, megs uh, at that many pages. I personally haven't had to have that huge of one personally. Um, it just depends on the format that you use. Of how you're saving it, et cetera. You know, I, I mean, I've up. gone with 5,000 where I've had to split it into two. Uh, I've never gone at 50,000. So uh, I have to admit that it is beyond a my size experience. So anyone uh, that wants to reach out to us, and maybe we can talk about it in a little bit more detail on a future episode of the SEO Rockstar. So don't forget to check us out at Facebook and at Twitter and let us know uh, you want to talk about file size. File size matters, Frank. Yes, <laughs> always. Now over to Page speed. Barry Swartz uh, uh, publication, the Search Engine Roundtable. No, that's that's a joke. We know that uh, Search Engine Land is not Barry Schwartz's, but someday, maybe, who knows? Maybe Barry Schwartz will will have Search Conquer Land. the world. Yes. Um, he is quoting John Mueller, uh, who has a very interesting Twitter logo now. Uh, he's included some very geeky stuff next to his name. So if you haven't checked that out, do uh, add John New. Google does try to reach out directly to webmasters in trouble. Uh, so it's a good quick point that we wanted to give that uh, John Mueller gave as a PSA uh, is that get uh, make sure that you have a good contact form on your website and check it, right? I mean, that's the part about this that's not covered in this is that um, you never know. Google may be trying to reach out to you uh, other than just trying to sell you AdWords, right, Frank? Yeah, no, and exactly. This this one's interesting. There's a whole bunch of comments, but basically what I imagine happened was John went to a website, saw that there was some problems, and you know, being a nice, friendly guy, reached out to try and say, hey, you've got some indexing problems because um, I went looking for you and you weren't in any of the Google index. So, you know, I knew you existed, that type thing, and he uh, couldn't even reach out because the uh, info at the domain name bounced for him as well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, they're regular guys, even though, you know, we many of us think that they're other than that at times. But, you know, they, they're both of them the face of sort of the SEO world. And meanwhile, I just had this funny vision. Meanwhile, this guy 
read the email and pushed this red button. He flipped up a plastic thing, pushed this red button, grabbed a backpack and run running out of his building. He's like, they found me. (laughs) (laughs) Poor John was trying to tell the guy there was a a no index on his site. This guy's been trying to hide. Anyway, uh, our last uh, topic of the day is going to be about Google Sheets and how to set up an e-commerce dashboard using Google Sheets, coming from our friends at Surgeon and Journal uh, from yesterday, December 5th, Ben Wood. Uh, I think this is a pretty good uh, bit of guidance here in terms of uh, helping to report. And uh, analytics is always something that's a nice wrap uh, when we're talking about SEO or any form of marketing. So... um, have you downloaded the analytics yeah, I, add-on to the Google Sheets, Frank? No, I haven't. Uh, I, I use Tableau, but okay. um, the it's definitely something that I'm going to play with because I know that there are people that uh, can't afford to use the tools that cost exorbitant amounts of money. But, I mean, this one seems I had a chance to read it lightly, and it does seem to have some really cool little features. Uh, I've been waiting, and... and I don't know whether you've seen, there was supposed to be, you know, Google Data Studio was supposed to launch their access, you know, the free access. I signed up for that months ago, and um, I still haven't been able to get through to it. So either I'm, I've got some sort of restriction on my browsers that won't let me get through, or I don't know what the deal is, but that's the same sort of thing. And, and you know, it's... It comes, it, it's about time that we've got the ability to automate the filling out of, of you know, spreadsheets and, and, and graphics and things like that for reports um, because we're digital and, and these things can be connected. And, and what about a time saver? You know, when the, if you can pull things from Google Analytics, you know, and it's a date range that automatically updates and, and there's the report when anyone wants to come in and see it, that's, you know, I mean, we're spending way too many man, man hours doing that sort of digital manual right. labor that can be done with more creative right. things, cleaning up and improving the quality of the information that's on the internet. Right. The strategist then can then analyze and, and provide, uh, you know, actionable uh, yeah, exactly. stuff versus having to spend all the time burning hours putting stuff together. Now, one interesting thing about this article is it says you'll need to open Google Sheets and navigate to the add-ons menu. Which, for some reason, uh, I'm not getting to. I don't. Uh, I, I can't find the add-ons menu. I'm uh, being uh, uh, either having problems uh, with user error. It's user error, or Google could also help to maybe improve that. But anyway, um, set it up, and uh, you know, there's some great uh, guidance here in terms of the report configurations, uh, specific reports for your top product projected revenue uh you can do automated date ranges in here and you can then do kpis by the dozens everyone loves their kpis year-to-date stuff split by city top performing and you can then automate all this so i I think it's a great article and uh give ben wood some credit over there at search engine journal for this one huh frank oh definitely and i think you know before the end of the year like you're saying we only have a few left maybe we do a session on some of the uh, free and very inexpensive tools and how, uh, you know, ways of using them effectively and things yeah. like that. So, and what KPIs and, yeah, matter yeah. to us. Yeah. 
And because exactly. I'm saying you and I probably both have our favorites when it comes to SEO. So let's uh, Brasco. Let's make sure that we do uh, remember that you'll remember that for us. Our fearless and awesome producer for years and years, uh, George Brasco, George Hermida, a.k.a. Brasco. And with that, we're going to let you go. It's been a long week here on SEO Rockstars. Thanks for sticking with us for the whole episode. And we will be back next week with either a 2016 review or an analytics topic. Uh, it'll be one or the other. See you then and see you often. Rock on, everyone. opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.